Hey, everybody. Hello. This is Kimmy and Megan of the Munch Bunch podcast. And today we have a new friend, Dr. Toshi Hart. She is a dentist in Modesta, California, and her office is called Toshi Hart DDS Inc. Um, so Dr. Hart, would you like to talk to us about you and your history? And then we'll kind of get into things. Okay, well, thanks so much for inviting me. Um, I practice in Northern California. I'm about an hour and a half east of San Francisco, and I've been in practice about 30 years. And um, I have a history in public health. I, I um, established a public health clinic. And for the past 20 years, I've been working a lot with children. And so here in the Central Valley, we grow a lot of vegetables and fruit. We have a lot of agriculture. And so our air quality is really poor. And I noticed that the patients that I saw had a lot of cavities, the little kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after um, decades of treating them, I really felt awful because I would find that in a family of three, there would always be that one child that every six months or every month, every year would get a cavity. And, and, and it was just so different from their siblings where they were raised in the same household, but the one particular child just got a lot of cavities. And so I, I went on my journey uh, going into airway, trying to solve this mystery. And I think I did, which is really exciting. Um, and so I found these devices that help grow the jaw and provide a lip seal. So there, there are these oral appliances that help with myofunctional therapy. And what that means is getting the tongue in the proper position and the lips in the proper position so the children can nasal breathe. So when they do that, lo and behold, the cavities went down. And I published this and I got like a 76% reduction in cavities. Wow. I mean, there's nothing out there like it. It's pretty exciting. It's an early study. And so I'm hoping this goes into the schools and that it can be part of public health because who doesn't want to prevent cavities? Mm -hmm. And it's more than that. The cavities are sort of the tip of the iceberg. It's really about growing the head and neck and getting the tongue in the proper position so we can all be healthier. So um, so my journey is that I've been doing, uh, so now I've completely changed over from doing just dentistry and limiting. Um, so now I just help kids um, not get cavities, grow their jaw. I help babies start out as um, help them nurse because really you're going to find out in this next hour or you know 40 minutes, you're going to find out that nursing plays an important role in the growth and development of, of the jaw. And, and so I start with the babies, I deal with the children, and then uh, part of my practice is helping the adults with sleep apnea and because um, it's a really serious problem. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I actually, when you were talking, I was wondering if you were going to say mouth breathing was the cause of the cavities. It is. I think it is. I, yeah. I do. And I think it's that dry mouth that creates a very acidic environment that the bacteria that cause cavities, they just love a dry mouth. And so you mm -hmm. can get dry mouth from medication or you can get dry mouth from just lack of nasal breathing. So mm -hmm. I think that's what's happening with a lot of these kids here. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I kind of think back to my like dental hygiene days um, and how often, you know, with my elderly population, we'd always talk about dry mouth and cavities. And for whatever reason, back then, it wasn't like, okay, well, what about kids and dry mouths? And what about, you know, that side of things? So it's like, we always have, I've always kind of known for that lens, but now even more so with this pediatric lens, I just think it's so amazing that we are able to like make those connections now. Right. It's, and even dentists really, you know, who have been treating cavities, we're really treating the downstream effects of a poor development of the jaw. And, and that relates to mouth breathing and, and medical doctors, this overlaps with medicine too, because, you know, when you um, don't efficiently breathe through your nose, you, um, you can have issues with sleep apnea later. And so we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Um, but there's a whole lot of relearning that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Especially in our educational systems. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because in yeah. hygiene and with kids, we're just throwing fluoride like mm-hmm. holy water, just fluoride, <laughs> fluoride. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And believe it or not, fluoride is only 45% effective. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Right. And so um, there's something else. I really, really believe my parents who said, you know, Dr. Hart, I'm doing everything you told me. I'm doing the fluoride. I'm flossing. I'm brushing. I'm watching my child's diet. They don't eat any sugar. They don't drink any soda. (laughs) They are doing everything you tell me. And, you know, every six months they would get a cavity. And so it had to be more than just diet and hygiene. And it is the shape and function of the muscles of your head and neck and and the structures that hold that together yeah Mm -hmm. so beautifully put I love it (laughs) well so Dr. Hart was uh, amazing enough to put together a little presentation for us so uh, we're going to let her share her screen and just like share all of her knowledge honestly I like with the amount of time you've been in practice and the amount of like you know, just patient experience you had, we probably could like hang out for the next three hours, but you know, we <laughs> I can talk on and on, so I'll have to kind of watch the clock here. <laughs> but we're, we're really excited to, to have you. And um, we know that you've been a speaker. I'll let you kind of pull up and I'll just talk about you while you're pulling everything out. Okay. Here. So, Me um, that. Yeah. You know, I, we know that you're a speaker, um, that you also work as a clinical advisor for Vivos. Um, you had published uh, a novel back in 2021, which is amazing. Um, and we know that you're just really helping push the push the field forward. So we're excited to have you as one of our front runners out here, you know, being an advocate for your patients, but also being an advocate for us in the myofunctional therapy world. So yes. Yeah. Also, <laughs> one other thing to kind of boost Dr. Toshi, it would be, she's also a myofunctional therapist, dentist. Mm-hmm. Like she yeah. was trained in it. Not that she does a ton, right, Dr. Toshi, but I, you, I you have been trained, so you know the importance and the implementation of them going together, which is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I just really bring about awareness to the patients that it, it's important to work with a myofunctional therapist because I explain it to them that I can correct the hard tissue or the structural parts, but it's really the soft tissue, the muscle that moves the bone. 
So that's super important. Getting that correct is is really paramount. It's a it's a 50-50. So mm-hmm. it's really I love uh, it. a key. So I have a little disclosure here to the play. The presentation is intended for educational purposes only. And Vivos Therapeutics Incorporated is not responsible for the doctor-to-doctor discussions during the sessions. Statements of facts and opinions expressed are those of the educator individually. And unless expressly stated to the contrary, are not the opinion of Vivos Therapeutics Incorporated. Any use of the Vivos appliances outside of or off-label from the FDA cleared and or registered indications for use is the sole responsibility of the treating dentist at his or her clinical discretion and is not the teachings, guidelines, or recommendation of Vivos Therapeutics Incorporated. Vivos Therapeutics Incorporated does not have products to treat children diagnosed with sleep disordered breathing. So here we go. This, oops, sorry. So yes, I, uh, I've been in practice for about 30 years. I was trained at the VA in Palo Alto. I went to school in San Francisco at um, ULP. Um, I did do public health for about six years in um, Healdsburg, California. It was a great place to get my loans paid off. My patients were the fi- migrant farm workers. And so for the past 20 years, I've um, been limiting my practice to children and now solely treat airway. So airway is uh, growth and development in infants, children, and adults. And I help adults with sleep apnea. So I am a diplomat with the American Sleep and Breathing Academy. I teach for Vivos. I use a Solea laser, which I love, and I'm a Breathe Right Institute ambassador with Dr. Zaghi. And I and I do um, I am qualified as an oral myofunctional therapist. And these um, this presentation you're going to see are uh, photos of my patients. So I really ask you not to duplicate or take photos. I have releases, but um, I ask you not to um, share these. Okay, it's really important. And so. Um, What I'm going to talk to you about is the root cause of sleep disordered breathing, in my opinion, and what causes OSA or obstructive sleep apnea. And it's really, you want to understand the normal growth of the cranial facial or the head and neck. And I want everyone to realize that there are things in our Western culture that have caused this underdevelopment or small jaw. And it's Uh, related to restricted oral tissues, which is what the myofunctional therapists, we work to expand those restricted tissues. And as dentists, we use palatal expansion or devices that kind of widen the jaw. And um, the myofunctional therapy is super important because it promotes nasal breathing. And that's what gets our kids to grow. And so through this lecture, I hope you're able to identify some signs and symptoms of sleep disordered breathing in children, which it may help prevent OSA in adults or obstructed sleep apnea. So um, there's a lot of cues, there's a lot of signs and symptoms of sleep disordered breathing. Um, It can affect our children with ADD, ADHD, bedwetting is a really big factor. Um, Kids have difficulty in school. Many of them are mouth breathing. Many of them are snoring or have restless sleep where they're sweating all through the night and it can inhibit their proper deep sleep where they get their growth hormones. And so these kids don't grow as tall as they 
should or get to their genetic potential. And some kids have a lot of nightmares. They get startled uh, frequently in the middle of the night. This can happen to adults too. And so, you know, it's related to not poor performance in school, maybe some allergies. Asthma is a big thing here in Modesto. Um, and the signs in your mouth show sometimes crooked teeth or dark circles under your eyes, swollen tonsils and adenoids and, and daytime drowsiness. And on the adult side uh, with OSA is, um, you know, adults can have a, uh, depression, anxiety, fibromyalgia, they can have heavier weight, high blood pressure, you know, it affects their mood. And bruxism, bruxism is basically grinding your teeth at night. Um, not many people know, and not many dentists know that grinding your teeth is basically your bo body looking for oxygen. It releases minute amount of oxygen when you grind your teeth. And so it's a sign of a small jaw. And these things can relate to cardiovascular issues, Alzheimer's or, you know, dementia, and um, it can relate to diabetes and some addiction issues. And um, cancer, basically cancer is the lack of, it's inflammation in the body and the lack of oxygen. We need oxygen and an untimely death. So there are many of us who are suffer, suffer for some, from some of these conditions. And so it's kind of like this tree where these signs and symptoms are on this tree and we have to look for them, you know, and what is uh, the root cause? The, well, the root cause is a small airway. So our airway is the tube that we breathe through. There's two tubes, one we breathe through, one we eat through. And so when we're breathing and we don't get enough oxygen, the, the uh, signs and symptoms can happen. And so you can tell if someone maybe not getting enough oxygen if they have a very, very small jaw. So that means narrow arches. And uh, believe it or not, some of the root causes are a soft diet, weak tongue, processed foods, especially those high in sugar, uh, weak oral facial muscles, low tongue posture, and tongue thrusting. And it can include habits like um, fingers, pacifiers, and odd um, tongue habits that, that the body is compensating. It's trying to get more oxygen. And the basic cause, which I don't think many people know about is limited to no breastfeeding. And the reason why is breastfeeding causes the push and pull and forms the face. And as that baby nurses, he gets that tongue all the way to the roof of the mouth and allows that roof of the mouth which is the floor of the sinus to flatten. And when you have more sinus volume, you can breathe better through your nose. Mm. And that's, I know, that's, that's the gist of it. Yeah, I like that list too, because yeah, um, good. all of the, most of those things relate to myofunctional disorders, like weak tongue is low tongue tone. Yep. Low tongue position can be low tongue tone or tongue tie tongue thrust where you push against your teeth or use your cheeks is another low tongue tone tongue ah, low yep. tongue tone and it's Gosh. a tongue twister <laughs> twister yep <laughs> and yeah it's it's just uh it it is all very very interrelated so myofunctional yeah. therapy is is an amazing way to get a bigger airway 
-hmm. for children and adults. Yeah. And so, you know, this is the average American child, very crowded, very crooked teeth. And why is that? And why don't we have more children like this, where you have what's called a unicorn, you have some spacing, actually you have big spacing between the teeth because the permanent teeth are almost twice as big as the baby teeth and where the bite is perfectly aligned and you have a nice wide arch. And um, we call this unicorn an endangered species. Mm -hmm. They're very rare to find a child with no cavities, good spacing, um, breathing well and, and um, you know, at their genetic potential. So the problem is not really due to large teeth. It's due to cranial facial growth or the growth of the head and neck. So our growth is supposed to be forward and downward. And what happens is by two years, we have a certain amount of growth in our skull. And um, by 17 years, that growth is completed. And what we're finding is that at two years old, almost half of the growth and development in the head is complete. By four years old, 75% is done. And at 12 years old, we're in the 90s, right? Wow. Almost everything's, um, you know, between 12 and 17, you're, you're basically done growing in your head and neck. And so that's why it's so important to start early. The orthodontists start between 10 and 12, sometimes eight, but e you can see even at eight years old, you're missing your four-year mark, Right. At four years, 75% of the growth has already occurred. So we need to start early, very early. Mm -hmm. And so um, what normal growth though is wide, forward, and downward. Wide, forward, and downward. We don't want backward growth. And I'll explain that to you later. But we want wide, forward, downward growth. So, you know, why are so many kids suffering? And so we look at some research. This is Dr. Coroncini, and he looked at skulls. And um, he did 30 years of research, published all these books and articles. And what he found was that the prehistoric skull had a huge nasal cavity. These teeth were perfectly situated within the large jaw. And that jaw, um, you know, chewed a rough diet and these uh, prehistoric uh, skulls, these people were very, very healthy. And so this is about 400 years ago. And you could see some glimpses of this in modern society. So in cultures where they don't have as much Western influence, you see these beautiful jaws, no dentists, no orthodontists, no cavities, but what do they eat? They eat a hard, crunchy diet very rough in fiber and um, texture, and they nurse their kids forever. <laughs> and so <laughs> these, these cultures have big jaws and healthy people. They're tall, they're breathing, they've got big nasal passages, and they're, they're healthy, right? Very little disease. And so um, he concluded that, you know, diet, the consistency and toughness promotes proper bone growth. And we, when we have more processed food, so that's stuff that's kind of mashed down, then we have smaller jaws or crooked teeth. 
And these, this soft diet, including processed foods, creates these small jaws. I was just thinking about this the other day because so many kids that have sleep disordered breathing or tongue ties also like only want mash, like macaroni right. and cheese. They love yes, macaroni they and cheese, mac and cheese. cheese. But the other day, yep. I was like Jones and versus mac and cheese, like the crappy, like dollar one in the box. Yes. And so <laughs> I treated myself and I did it. But even me as a myofunctional therapist, I know that I need to chew thoroughly. I think I only chewed like five bites per <laughs> swallow. It's right. so soft and gushy and it's just, it just slides right down. Like there's yeah. no way that you're going to build your muscles by eating mac and cheese every day. and a lot of kids have food sensitivities they prefer the soft diet or they'll only eat five things and that's because they're really not nasal breathing they're not getting that full experience and I have a little child I'll show you at the end of the presentation that just you know because of their lack of nasal breathing they're not really smell using all their senses right so they have a very limited palate Um, so, uh, Dr. Corincini says that Western culture and soft diets, um, the rate of malocclusion, um, increased in one generation, 50% of the population had crooked teeth. The second generation that was 70%. And by the third generation, we're at 85%. So we're beyond third generation. So that's why almost all of us, um, need some expansion, right? Almost everyone needs braces, um, but there's another way. So, yeah. And so he he concluded malocclusion or crooked teeth is caused by Western culture. It's not inherited. It's caused by lack of nursing and a soft diet. So this is, you know, what we want to do. We want to be nursing, but not, you know, many of us are working and we're not able to do it. Um, and we resort to bottle feeding, which um, is fine, you know, it, but it doesn't form the muscles of the jaw to grow the face. And then the soft diet contributes to small jaws. And so what we really want is a rough diet. So I know this sound looks kind of scary, but there are little nets if you're worried, but I do want these babies to be gnawing on carrots and apple sticks and broccoli and hand feeding themselves, baby led weaning, right? No mushy food, no spoons for two years, just finger food, you know, biting and using um, the muscles in your jaw to um, chew and properly um, you know, digest the food. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting too, because I, one of my passions is to go volunteer at this orphanage in Thailand and I love them so much. And the nannies are so amazing, but um, they're doing so many kids. There's like, you know, 20 kids per room. And so the babies, they just line them up, lay them on their laps and just as quickly as possible, just spoon feeding them. There's no letting them grab the, grab the spoon and using the lip muscles. It's just get this in and get it done as fast as you can. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of us working moms and busy moms, you know, we're we're doing that too. (laughs) Just get it in there. And um, 
Yeah. So it's yeah. something to think about, right? Yeah. There's days with Isabel because Isabel is 15 months now, now. And I'm like, there's days where I just let her sit and play and eat all the different foods. And there's days where I'm just like, okay, baby, we got to, like, you got to get something in your tummy. We got to get, yeah. get moving. So trying to find that balance it's and hard. not feel the guilt when you, especially when you know, like, right. it's like, I know too much. And like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So trying to find that, that balance of right. mm-hmm, between it. So I think we, most days, I think we teeter on balance. <laughs> oh. I mean, we all just do our best, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, So there's a lot of research, Dr. Wallace, he concluded very similar things that the soft diet prevents the tongue from being strong and it doesn't allow the teeth to be formed correctly. And so the tongue is really like a scaffold or, um, you know, the framework for a healthy jaw. And when that tongue can sit on the roof of the mouth, then you won't. So this picture here is what's called a Gothic arch. And the Gothic arch means a very, very high palate where you could stick your thumb up into the palate and it would be squeezed. And this Gothic arch is very narrow because the tongue is sitting on the floor of the mouth, not elevated to the roof of the mouth. And this beautiful broad arch is where the tongue is properly positioned and allowed to um, rest on the roof of the mouth. And then you have this beautiful arch form, which is what you really want. And so in the upper jaw here, um, dental expansion um, can help with people with sleep disordered breathing. And this is um, some, some work, the, this, this article by Dr. Guillemot from Stanford, who is the father of sleep disordered breathing research. And he, uh-huh. he basically said that, you know, the key is maxillary expansion. So it really controls the uh, growth and development of, um, or the, uh, the ability to breathe well. And that's super important. So there's that narrow Gothic arch again. And, um, and in the prehistoric times going back, we had much bright, wider jaws and much more area to uh, breathe through our nose. And so um, this is kind of a side view of what, what we're looking at is when we breathe air through the nose here, nitric oxide is produced. So nitric oxide is a, is a gas that allows our body to absorb oxygen and it's produced all over our body, but especially in the nasal cavity. And when this nitri- nitric oxide, when we have more volume and that's why there are all these little curls in here, it's, they're called turbinates, that we're allowing exchange of, of nitric or production of nitric oxide and allowing our body to use oxygen really, really well. So there are three areas behind the nose, the nasopharynx, behind the um, tongue, the oropharynx, and a little bit lower, um, the laryngopharynx. So we'll, we'll look at that a little bit later. So that airway that tube that we're breathing out of, we want, we don't want to breathe out of a a sippy straw. We want to breathe out of a bigger tube, a wide garden hose, right? The bigger the tube, the better. We're going to exchange oxygen, feel better, get, you know, sleep better and do all of our functions better. So these are just sort of, these are called CT scans. Um, So we take images and this is a constricted airway. So this is where the air doesn't 
it may go through the nose okay, but as it goes down behind the tongue and behind the palate, it's really like a sippy straw. And this view here, as you gals know, this is poor tongue posture. Mm -hmm. This black area is the tongue not getting to the roof of the mouth. So this particular person, if he did some myofunctional therapy and strengthened that tongue and got that tongue glued to the roof of the mouth, this airway would become bigger, right? Yeah, like, okay. let me add it. Let me add it. I know. We're like, exactly. where can we find that? Where can we find that person? Right? Oh, <laughs> they're, all, they're all over. They're all over. Um, and so this is a typical mouth breather who, someone who's breathing more through their mouth has probably uh, a smaller airway in the back. And this is a child who um, has Asperger syndrome. And this, these are his inflamed tonsils and adenoids. He's not, uh, yeah, he's really, really struggling to breathe and he's probably mouth breathing. That's the, he can't breathe through his nose because he has all these inflamed areas. And the more he breathes through his mouth, the more the tonsils and adenoids become inflamed. And sometimes that has to be surgically removed. But I do have cases where I'm able to grow the jaw, work with a myofunctional therapist, grow the jaw so that these kids don't need surgery. It's not always guaranteed, but you know there is a possibility. And I have several patients where we get a non-surgical solution because you're dealing with the root cause. And so again, adult with sleep apnea is a red constricted airway. So this is a really important video. Um, it's a few minutes, but it really explains growth and development. And I, I if it um, if it doesn't work, this is the website righttogrow.org. But I believe I can play it for you. Just a few hundred years ago, the human face was different. It was forward grown. Her wide profile and large dental arches ensured straight teeth and room for her tongue. Most importantly, she had plenty of space behind her upper jaw so she could breathe through her nose with ease. The modern face has changed. From childhood, her dental arches are less developed, crowding her teeth and giving her less space for her tongue, which impacts her airway. Many believe this stems from a number of causes, such as allergies that affect breathing. Another is the poor nutrition and softness of modern diets, causing toddlers to have underdeveloped chewing muscles and smaller dental arches. Because her upper jaw is too far back, she will struggle to breathe normally through her nose. To get more oxygen, she will compensate by opening her mouth to breathe, bringing her lower jaw down and back creating a downswing of the face. This is how her undergrown upper jaw creates the appearance of batik. She's actually compensating in order to breathe. If not corrected, the problem carries into adulthood. Extractions were documented in the 1600s as a way to treat crowding, Although they are a quick fix, they don't treat the problem of underdeveloped arches and have been implicated in harming the facial profile, making them the subject of much debate even today, adulthood. In order to breathe, she will slouch her head forward to prop open her airway, creating a lifetime of neck and back pain. This is the infamous forward head posture.
Having a healthy airway is crucial to the survival of life, and especially so during sleep. When muscles around the throat relax during sleep, a healthy airway stays open because the tongue is sitting forward and has enough space to be suctioned up against the fully grown palate. With underdeveloped jaws and dental arches, the palate is too small for the fully grown tongue, which is sitting back to begin with. When she sleeps, her tongue does not suction, rather it falls back and cuts off her airway. This is obstructive sleep apnea. Like crooked teeth, it's a modern condition. However, it can reduce life expectancy. Not surprisingly, obstructive sleep apnea is marked by the same traits that describe the headgear effect. Both jaws are grown down and back, creating a clockwise rotation in the lower third of the face. The myth of the overgrown upper jaw that needs to be held back has long since been replaced with science. Science has shown that young children can be buck-toothed naturally and that the lower jaw catches up over time with a fully developed upper jaw. Essential to this is nutrition, the use of chewing muscles early on in life, and good breathing habits. This means breathing through the nose with the mouth closed and the tongue resting up against the palate. Also, the practice of maxillary expansion has been shown for over a century to correct crooked teeth and improve nasal breathing space. And since 1918, oral facial exercises have been shown to correct mouth breathing habits. I love that video so much. That me really too. helps me to understand airway and like why the headgear effect was a problem. And because mm -hmm. you think headgear, like, oh, that must have helped you grow, not that must have held you back. Mm -hmm. Unless it's reverse headgear where it pulls from the forehead. There you go. That's really good. And this pulling forward is, is very, um, it can help a lot of people instead of holding things back you know so yeah and I don't think we've ever shared this video before and it's it's such a good foundation and it's just like visually so good uh, I know we have some like just regular listeners on here you guys but of course this is going to be on our YouTube channel also Spotify on podcast lets us uh, post our videos too so even if you're just listening right now we will give you some options to to watch too awesome let me, so this is just an example of, um, so if this happens with babies, when you look at their profile, if you see that chin very retruded, it may compromise the baby's airway. I mean, babies can struggle to breathe and snorkel and have short sleep cycles, and um, it can relate to reflux issues, GERD in babies, um, and, the in, and the inability to really nurse properly because their structures, uh, hard and soft tissues are not um, uh, in the ideal position. So, you know, this happens from infancy all the way through adulthood. And there's more research at UCSF, Dr. Harvold um, did some research on some monkeys and he used these poor monkeys and he blocked their noses 
and he found that uh, when you when he plugged their noses, the monkeys automatically started to mouth breathe and had low tongue posture and got crooked teeth. So this is what happens. He, he had a very normal monkey with lip seal, locked their noses, and that monkey started breathing through their mouth and having irregular tongue postures with crooked teeth. That reminds me, um, for the Munch Bunch listeners, we are trying very hard to get James Nestor on the podcast, oh, wow. the author of Breath. Megan met him. She put it out there. We're hoping that he will come on. But he took he... a picture of our my business card with our name on the back. So that's awesome. <laughs> Fingers crossed. He's super busy. Um, but he did an experiment uh, where him and a couple guys they had their nose blocked and yes. they tested all the physiological changes that happened in their body and it was insane. So hopefully James Nestor will come on. But he did the rhesus monkey experiment on himself on himself (laughs) and I believe he developed diabetes in a really short time his blood went up and high blood pressure and and all of these effects from poor airway mouth breathing so yeah that's a really great book I love that book um so this is sort of a side view well if you kind of saw you're looking in between so you're looking at the upper and lower arches. And this is ideal where the tongue really sits glued to the roof of the mouth. I I tell the kids, just pretend you have peanut butter on your tongue and it's Mm -hmm. stuck to the roof of the mouth. That's what you really, really want. And so um, mouth breathing occurs when that tongue has very low posture, right? Sitting on the floor of the mouth. And then those arches start to collapse. That's what happens. And then when you're mouth breathing, you do get those inflamed tonsils and adenoids. And and by the way, surgery is one option, but unless you correct the mouth breathing, those tonsils and adenoids grow back. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean, we've had parents come and like, well, but you know, we thought the tonsils and adenoids were gonna be like the silver bullet. We thought like, this is what they said. And, And yeah, they slept better or they breathed better for like, a little while, but now here we are again. Exactly. And are you going to do surgery again? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to grow their jaw and get proper tongue position? So this is um, a more research by Dr. Excuse me. I'm going to have to exit. Uh, Linder Aronson. And he, and he found out that, you know, in children, they develop differently when they can't breathe through their nose. And same conclusions, uh, mouth breathing and low tongue posture, high, higher rates of crooked teeth. And so, um, so this relates to attention deficit disorder too. So many of these kids who are not sleeping well are inappropriately diagnosed as ADD. And Dr. Karen Bonick has this major paper. She put 11,000 kids in this journal article and she studied, this is the biggest um, a pop, you know, number of children that were studied. And she found that um, sleep disordered breathing increases the risk of ADD by 50%. And so part of this study talks about, you know, if you have a child that is diagnosed with ADD, it would be really ideal if you could get a sleep questionnaire. How is that child sleeping? Is it truly ADD or is it just poor sleep? 
due to mouth breathing and poor tongue postures. And so this is um, also related, believe it or not, to bedwetting. So bedwetting is really a, a family secret. It can go on through the teenage years and beyond. And it all has to do with oxygen exchange. When we nasal breathe, when we breathe through our nose, it warms, filters, and humidifies the air we breathe. It also accelerates it so our body can use it. And what mouth breathing does is it causes our bodies to work harder and especially, and delivers less oxygen. And um, when the brain senses that there's less oxygen, it starts going into a sympathetic fight or flight response. The heart rate goes up, the blood pressure goes up, you get a drier mouth. And so the body will actually pull the blood supply from the lower extremities, meaning the kidneys, and then bedwetting or voiding occurs. So I have patients who, you know, with growth and development devices, oral appliances, we can stop this bedwetting in less than a week. That's amazing. Yes. I mean, I have parents crying in my office, like I'm not doing laundry in the middle of the night, you know, that has been going on for, for years. That sounds um, like a nightmare. It Ugh. is. Yeah. I can only imagine. And it, it's tough, but it's possibly related to uh, mouth breathing, poor tongue posture and um, small jaws. So, you know, what can we do? Um, so this is a video, um, Connor Deegan. It's a little bit of a long video. So I'm going to encourage you to maybe just look at it on YouTube. And probably many of your audience have, have already seen it. But this is a phenomenal video about this child who basically was not doing well, not doing well in school and had um, ADD and at, as a last resort, was able to see um, a sleep specialist who said, why don't you see a dentist? And the mom thought, well, what, does a, what can a dentist do with my child who is being diagnosed with oppositional defiant disorder and, and is doing so poorly in school? And, and the dentist widened his jaw made more room for his tongue and that and Connor Deegan changed he became a really good student his mood improved and so he's thriving now because he was given a bigger cage so it's kind of like this book that I like to recommend it's called six foot tiger three foot cage Has oh we yes. know Dr. Liao he's a good friend of mine he, he came on, on our podcast really <laughs> oh my gosh yeah, yeah, he was so fun to have. He's hilarious, isn't he? Yeah. He's hilarious. So Dr. Leo awesome. wrote this really great book. It's called Six Foot Tiger, Three Foot Cage. And, you know, you have this, your mouth is a three foot cage and your tiger is your tongue. It's six feet long and you've got to make that cage bigger. So that's what happened with Connor Deegan. And he had a great result. So maybe on a, on a different uh, time, we can look at that um, on your own. So um, as dentists, we're the gatekeepers to the airway and to better health. And so this is an exciting time where many of us are integrating airway health and sleep apnea treatment and um, growth and development devices and helping babies with um, releases to grow and get healthier. And so if we all had only known, you know, 
does it affect my child or does it affect my spouse or what about me? And so the truth of the matter is, you know, there are about 60% of us who have some form of sleep disordered breathing. And, you know, about 20% of us, of the whole population um, has um, OSA or sleep apnea. And most of those 20%, uh, 85% of those people don't know they have it. So mm -hmm. this has to do, this is actually Dr. Tara Griffin. She's a uh, Vivos provider. And she came to Vivos um, because she had uh, what's called TMJ or TMD dysfunction. So her jaw was um, causing her some severe dysfunction. She really, I think she was practicing about five years in dentistry and thought she would have to quit and do something else. And she came upon, upon this research by Dr. Singh where he was able to grow the jaw and get the um, expansion. And she became this person, the same person in about two years. And wow. that's really transformational. So, um, so now she teaches for Vivos and, and basically, you know, she changed her life and her practice and of course her patients' lives. And so I'll go through a couple of cases as we go on, but the theory is that we have a small and narrow airway and after treatment or expansion treatment, you can have a nice bigger airway. The volume increases, you know, from like 7.7 .7 here to 24. This is a pretty dramatic um, difference. And so um, this is a case of a woman who, you know, didn't really like the way she looked and wanted to do an aesthetic change. And so she went into oral appliance therapy and in about a month, she started feeling so much better. She felt like she was getting better rest and better sleep. And this is what happened to her after five months. Do you see how much wider she is? So it's wide forward and, and, and downward growth. Her jaw is getting aligned to where it really needs to be. And it doesn't even look like the same person after 12 months. She's got a beautiful- oh, wide smile, right? She's sleeping and breathing better. And this is really her genetic potential here. And this is where she was interrupted. Interrupted meaning something happened along the pathway that caused her to have a narrow jaw, whether that be poor tongue position, soft diet, you know, maybe lack of nursing early on, but she had a very narrow jaw. You can see that. And now she's got a wider jaw and really aesthetically pleasing, right? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah, she's going from looking pretty rough to like a yeah. Kardashian. <laughs> right, I mean, and there's no surgery. I was gonna say without the surgery. <laughs> no surgery, no Botox, no, I mean, you know, you just, um, uh, you know, even a plastic surgeon is, is really odd. I've had a plastic surgeon look at this case and, it's it's pretty unbelievable. So this is when the body's really functioning, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. So we want to eliminate mouth breathing. I think we got that across. We want to make sure our nasal passages 
filter the air, warm it, humidify it so that it can be used by the lungs and our body. We want to train that tongue to get it strong, conditioned, up and forward to allow proper swallowing and speech. And that's obviously part of myofunctional therapy, proper swallowing, speech, drinking, and then elimination of habits, you know, which are compensations, right? Um, thrusting, thumb habits, reverse swallow. And so, um, so one way to do that is with an appliance therapy. So I use uh, a Bevos oral appliance and I'll show you some of my cases. So this is unfortunately what I have to do with these kids that have lots of cavities. I have to bring in an anesthesiologist and we have to have a mini operating room and we have to take care of all these cavities at one time because these kids are very little. They can't stand to um, get you know, 12 to 20 teeth worked on at, um, in various visits. It's just too much. So they have to be unfortunately put to sleep. And I, I don't want to do this. This is really, you know, something I really want to get away from. This is my reason why I think it's being hit up here, but my reason why, why do I do this? Because I don't want to have to do fillings. Fillings, in my opinion, are downstream effects of a poor airway. I don't want to have to do this. I feel like I can prevent every cavity. And so I put the study out. I put these kids into these oral appliances that grew their jaw, got their tongue out of their airway, caused them to nasal breathe. And when we get that nasal breathing, we get warm, humidified air, but we also get, you know, basic or um, a neutral environment in the mouth. And that's because nitric oxide in, what's produced in the nasal cavity is a vasodilator, which means it makes everything wider, the vessels wider, and it creates a more neutral environment. And I think that nitric oxide, this has, you know, this is just a preliminary study, but I really feel that the lip seal, nasal breathing, growing the jaw, got these kids to this 76% reduction of cavities. And I took 40 kids, this is not a small study, this is a big one, 40 kids that were in appliances and 40 wow. kids that were not, right? And I just side to side, boy, girl from four to 12. And these kids in the oral appliances who did what I asked them to do with myofunctional therapy got less cavities. It's pretty staggering. So um, I'm so I no longer want to fill teeth. <laughs> if I do, I use a laser. So I am laser uh, trained and I use a laser to help with phrenectomy. So we'll talk about that. So, you know, basically you can use your laser for helping with phrenectomies, which are the restrictions underneath the lip and tongue. I use it for dentistry if I have to. And then I also use it for sleep, which is it to help with people with snoring. I can tighten up the collagen in the back of the mouth. And so um, this solea is virucidal, bactericidal. So it just, it's, it's good for the patient and it's good for the provider. And so this is me. I don't give injections anymore, which is really fun. Oh I, yeah, I bet that's nice. <laughs> it is so nice. I really, I put that on my last slide. I didn't realize how stressful, I think I was holding my breath as I gave, you know, a, a local. And I don't, you know, this allows me to do a lot of work, not all of it, but the majority of my work without numbing. I rarely numb anymore. And especially for baby teeth, this is, 
really a game changer. And um, so my generation of kids who, who have, and there are plenty of lasers out there, really good lasers. Soleil is not the only one, but there are really good CO2 lasers out there that allow you to work on teeth and not have to numb up and get a lot of work done in less time. So it's good for the patient too. And so this is just a, a picture of what I was able to use the laser in the back of the throat to help with snoring. It's a, like a five minute procedure where wow. I use that laser. And this is immediately right after. Mm. When you don't have all that tissue uh, in the back of the throat, you don't get that vibration from snoring, which happens when we get older and our the, the laxity of the tissues and it can vibrate as we're breathing in and out. And also as women, you know, postmenopausal or perimenopausal, we lose those hormones that keep our airway open. So, you know, in the beginning, uh, so in our 30s and 40s, men have more sleep apnea, but after our, after our 40s, women and men are equal in sleep apnea. Mm. So and Dr. Dr. Toshi, yeah. can, this is actually the first time it's kind of come up for us for a while about the solea on the soft tissues. Yeah. Can you just kind of talk to our our listeners about that? Yeah, so the solea is a CO2 laser and it there are like I said, many CO2 lasers out there. I just happen to have the Solea and it allows you to do three things. It allows you to release the restrictions in babies. So I'm gonna have a couple of slides of babies. Um, I started out with my husband here. This is my husband who was snoring. And so I lasered his palate and he stopped snoring. The perfect guinea pig. He was. <laughs> took a little convincing. But, um, so his soft palate, we measured it on a um, kind of like an x-ray. And his soft palate was almost 38 millimeters. And this is immediately after we got it down to um, less than 35 millimeters. Cool. And this is non-surgically. There's no numbing. You use the laser in the back of the palate and it tightens the collagen and shrinks it. It does not last forever. It lasts only about a year, but you know, within that year, you can work with a myofunctional therapist and do some growth and development appliances or oral appliances to really get that airway um, continued to tighten up or wider, you know, bigger, want a bigger garden hose. So this is his actual airway volume. He went from 36 cc's to 54. He had- wow. A really, really, yeah, he had a really, really big increase. And, you know, you could see here that he's not quite Look getting his tongue to the top of the mouth. <laughs> but here he's got it pretty good. This is really good. And you can see how this is a really good slide of showing myofunctional therapy. When you get that tongue really plastered on the roof of the mouth, properly positioned forward, then you have a bigger airway. You're going to sleep and breathe better. Mm -hmm. and, and your body just works better. So this is just an example of some, uh, some Solea treatment. He also had oral appliance therapy, which helped. Now, these are cases of my patients. Again, I ask you not to take photos, but this is a young fellow who was on a CPAP and he went into a Vivos oral appliance therapy. It's the Vivos method. And he was able to kind of transform himself in a couple of years 
and he looks more like his brothers. Whereas here he was, this upward gaze is how his body's kind of seeking air. Mm -hmm. And here you can see he's lost a lot of weight, but he's more level and leveled and lined. And inside we take photos of his mouth. So he wow. went to an orthodont. I know. Is this amazing? That's this crazy. Is, this is pretty crazy stuff. So this is a lot of fun. So he went to an orthodontist. He had a beautiful smile, but you see how narrow his jaw is. He has a very narrow jaw. He's so narrow that his tongue folds in. It's called a fissured tongue. And he has that very, very high palate where you could, if you stuck your finger up there, it almost gets squeezed. And after oral appliance therapy, we grew his jaw. He did some myofunctional therapy. And now he has a nice wide arch for his tongue to rest. He's getting his tongue out of his airway. His palate looks like it's dropped and it looks like it's oxygenated more. You see uh -huh. how sort of blue that is. Mm -hmm. And um, it's lower, wider, and this is a healthier. And that's why he looks so healthy. He didn't go on this massive diet. He's just sleeping and breathing better. And in sleep, you have hormones that are released, ghrelin and leptin. And so when you have that proper balance of hormones, you don't crave the carbs. So leptin causes you to lose weight, ghrelin causes you to gain weight, and you have that proper balance of ghrelin and leptin so that you, you know, you don't crave carbs. So those of us who have been up all night, whether it's studying or, you know, insomnia or whatever, the next morning, you ever notice how the next day you're craving carbs all day long, and that's your body not getting enough ghrelin and leptin. So um, this is kind of what happens. These, these people have transformations. And so he still whoa. has nice, yeah, those dark arches. So what we're looking at here as dentists and myofunctional therapists is a narrow arch, these dark corridors here. But now he has a wide, wide, he has the Julia Roberts wide jaw. And that's what you, you really want. You want a nice wide jaw, your tongue is happy and you're sleeping and breathing well. And for so listeners cool. that are wa um, not watching the video, the picture she's showing right now, the smile, you basically see like the canine to canine, just the front six teeth. After expansion, you can see all the way to the first molar. So yeah. like three more teeth are visible in the picture, which is crazy. Yeah. It's hard to believe it's the same mouse, but you know, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And let's see. So my very first. Oh, I love him. <laughs> yes, this is Dr. Holt. This is my very first patient. This is, he's a TMD specialist here in Modesto. And we had a lot of mutual patients who had jaw problems, uh, teenage girls specifically. Mm. And he invited me to, or, you know, we had lunch one day and he said, Toshi, I really want you to listen and learn this technique taught by Dr. Singh and um, its expansion. And I want to be your first patient. I think this is mm -hmm. the answer. And I said, oh my gosh, Jack, I'm so busy with the kids. There's no way, but I listened to him and thank goodness I did. And so I immediately became a Vivo's provider and he became my first patient. And look what happened to him after, you know, it's about 18 months of therapy and he expanded. So he started at 84 and a half. 
And the second picture is him at 86 and a half. So that it, the first picture he's looking, you know, like an 84 year old, but the second picture, he looks so much younger. He looks vibrant. There's color in his cheeks. You can see a little bit more pronounced cheekbones because he, we've got that wider forward downward growth and his airway is, is bigger. So, and I'll show you how we did that. And this is his um, airway. We, we took a volumetric scan of his airway and he increased um, on, on the um, range of about 25%, which is unheard of in your late 80s, mid 80s, right? Mm -hmm. He was 84, by the time we were finished, he was 86. And he, he's actually on my website. So you can listen to the testimonial and he attributes um, Vivos for saving his life. And um, he was able to survive COVID without being hospitalized, ventilated. Mm -hmm. And he um, is living a great life. He exercises, he golfs, and he basically, he got married and he just retired. <laughs> and he's 87 now. And he's wow. living every life. I mean, who not I mean, how many of us want to be like him where we're living life to the fullest well into our 80s, you know, having such a quality of life. I would want that for my own parents. And, you know, uh, it, it's just phenomenal. It's such an inspiration to be to be with him because, um, you know, he's always seeking and learning. And so um, he was willing to be my first patient. We got some great results. So this, these are just more scans of him being having, you know, dark red and going less red, but more green airway volume increase. And, and these are his actual appliances. So um, this is expansion. These are just, there are many expansion devices out there, but growing the jaw at any age, um, at any stage. So that is that. And then, so I have some cases of some children. So this little girl um, is a patient of mine and she had nightmares. She actually had night terrors. And so I took care of her and, and I, she was one that every six months, every six months we had a cavity and I thought, well, you know, let's, let's try something new. And so I put her in these oral appliances and look what happened to her. You can see she's got more development in her lower jaw she's wider and she doesn't, this first picture, she has that downward backward look where the mandible's way back there. And now she has that re-rotation, more balanced look, more level. And you could see it in her mouth. She has that same initially very narrow jaw and look what happened to her. Wow, so beautiful. Uh, <laughs> thanks. She, her teeth just landed where they needed to be. She looks like she had braces, but there was no restriction. This is just her body working. And Toshi, was this like the preformed appliance or was it yes. like a DNA appliance? It, great question. These were the preformed um, appliances. Yes. Wow. And for our listeners, I know like Vivo's Technically, they're different, but very similar to healthy starter myobrace in the way that yes. they look and function. Yes, yes. So you are doing specific exercises during the day. So my protocol is a little different. Uh, during the day, they have to do specific exercises to grow that jaw. We're trying to simulate a hard, crunchy diet. 
And then um, at nighttime is the passive wear. So there's two components, really cool. active wear and passive wear. I love it. Yeah. So she got a great result. So you can see here that high narrow palette, um, put the thumb up in the palette, not exchanging nitric oxide really well. And these, we used to do these a long, long time ago, but you know, fillings, right? Silver fillings, we, I think it's been like 10 years or more, but it's been a long time, but she was little. I had to put fillings in her mouth and now look at her, not a filling and beautiful teeth, beautiful alignment, body just really working. And um, you could see initially her fissured tongue. So that six foot tiger in her little three foot cage. And now she's got a bigger cage. She's got a six foot cage for her six foot tiger. I have upper jaw, um, like jealousy right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> upper jaw envy. Jaw envy. I know. Yeah. I mean, this is what I want for everyone, for yeah. all my patients. You know, they have the opportunity to do this. And the idea is to start young. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So these, these are, this is her lower malocclusion. She's restricted. And here we don't have an orthodontic finish, but you know what? Her, her tongue is hopefully able to spread out get and continue because she's, I think at this point, 12 now, and yeah. she'll continue to expand. Her tongue will be her retainer and her lips will be her braces. Uh -huh. She will never be um, restricted by a wire or something that's in her mouth. It's just her body. So cool. Amazing. And so this is her airway scan and look at this. This is just craziness. She had um, 6.7. This is behind her palate. She grew to 13.5. Oh, wow. Home beam and jealousy too. Yeah, now we got airway envy too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. And behind her tongue. I mean, I wish this could happen for everyone. Everyone's genetic potential is different, right? Yeah. So you just don't know, but she went from 7.5 behind her, her tongue, excuse me, the first one was behind her palate, mm -hmm. and now she's at 13.5 or 4 behind her tongue. So that's good. huge, right? Almost double. Mm -hmm. And look at how pretty her tongue is full suction to the roof of the mouth. I'm so happy for Gorge. her. Yeah, so she, and here, th this is a um, not a dramatic example, but she did have a little inflamed tonsil and adenoid right? Mm -hmm. So she was using the oral appliance and look, that disappeared non-surgically. Wow. Non-surgically, so cool. no removal, no anesthesia, just myofunctional exercises and growth appliances. Mm -hmm. So this is all I really want to do. I don't want to fill teeth. You know, <laughs> I just, you know, this is exciting stuff because she doesn't get cavities, you know, we're yeah. cleaning her teeth and sealing. Oh, so look at is, that cutie. Yeah, she's so cute. So this is a girl. This, this, these the are eyes. signs. Of yes, mm. she's tired. She's not doing well. Her body's not doing well. You can tell she's a little off kilter here. Um, we do analysis and, uh, and also her teeth are very, very crooked and she looks really exhausted. And now look at her. She looks so much yeah. brighter. Her teeth have straightened out naturally because her body is working the way it should. And if we look in her mouth, the first picture is just teeth going every which way, very mm -hmm. narrow jaw, teeth not fitting in her jaw. And after a while, she needs to floss a little bit. After a while, we're growing that jaw. We're growing and things are going to fit. Her, her tongue is 
creating the scaffold for her jaw. And she looks pretty good. And yep, this is that she had a very pinched off airway. Ooh, this is okay. not fun. That's why her the circles under her eyes were so dark. She had a really, really small sippy straw she was breathing out of and terrible, terrible tongue postures. This basically, her tongue was not getting to the roof of the mouth, this dark area. Now she's doing some tongue acrobatics here, um, but at least she's making a good effort to get that tongue out of um, to the roof of her mouth. And then we've got a bigger airway and she's also you know, made that cage bigger. So bigger cage. I always love to see the cone beam before and after because it just helps you to see so much. It mm -hmm. does. And there are other diagnostic tools. I I now have a pharyngometer, which collapsibility of the airway and I have a rhinometer so I'm starting to put these kids and not have not doing the cone beams but using the rhinometer which is basically just sound waves to um, uh, measure the um, any restrictions in the nasal cavity mm -hmm. so you know this is dramatic um, but we have other methods too and so, and this is a little story of a, a fella here. I don't know, let me see if I can minimize this. Um, so this little fellow was the small, smallest in his group of friends and, and mom wanted and, an, you know, she was open to having me treat him um, with these appliances. And now he's the tallest in his bunch of friends. Wow. So, yeah. And his way his teeth were fitting he had a locked-in class mm. three underbite, right? Yeah. So this is actually a compensation mechanism. His body was jutting his jaw forward to try to get more air back there. And so we put appliances in. I had to do a little something in the back, and I'm trying to unlock that bite and grow his upper jaw. So, um, and mom Let's actually... What's super interesting is like the way he was posturing your body that you, when people posture their body like that, you can tell there's something going on with their airway because yes, they're compensating with their body. Yes. Like he's jutting his belly forward. Yes, and exactly. Yes. Thanks for mentioning that. Yes. And that, um, you, you know, even though he may be straight up here, he's, his, his body is doing some odd things to try to get more air. And the most common thing to do is this forward head posture, forward head posturing to try to open up that airway. Very good. And so yes, class three bite. And so mom actually posted this on social media. I'm not very good with that, but she posted this is, remember that example, this is what happened to him non-surgically? He had inflamed tonsils and adenoids, and this is him after. There's no surgery. We just, he did his myofunctional therapy. He worked with a great therapist, and he also did the devices, but look how big his airway is now. He's got a garden hose versus a sippy straw. So good. And mom could see that, and she posted it, and she said, um, yeah, he was breathing through a sippy straw and now he's breathing through a garden hose. So mom is super happy. Um, and there he is, pretty pinched off, inflamed tonsils and adenoids. And now he's got a bigger airway, right? And less inflammation. So this is a, this is a story of a little boy. This is the same child. It's hard to believe. 
So when he came into my office, he would just throw tantrums on the floor. I was doing lap exams. Um, he just could not tolerate anything. And I think he got about an hour and a half to two hours of sleep a night. And he was Whoa. just maxed, you know, he was just running on fumes all day long, all day long. And you could tell he's got super, super dark circles under his eyes. His lower jaw has that downward, uh, that um, underdevelopment where his jaw, his lower jaw looks like it's way behind the upper jaw. And he couldn't really function well. Mom could not cook for him. He had like three or four things he could actually eat because he was not nasal breathing. You could see in the photo, he's mouth breathing and he's just barely, you know, getting there. And mom was smart enough to keep looking and looking and looking for answers. So she came to me and I said, well, you know, he's so small. I think he was about three, maybe two and a half at the time. He, and I tried to put an oral appliance, but he couldn't tolerate it. But what he could do was work with a myofunctional therapist. And this is, this is a testament to myofunctional therapy, really, because the yeah. therapist got him from here to here, which is better to here, which is a totally different child. Mm -hmm. I, you know, now he's able to nasal breathe and use the devices to grow his jaw. But before he wasn't. And it's it's just dramatic. He's like a little Connor Deegan. But we were able to do this in, in maybe a year, right? She yeah. was able to get him to nasal breathe. And now he goes to school. He has a whole bunch of friends. He has a great time at school. He can come to see me. Um, have a dental appointment he can go to softball or baseball and mom can cook he couldn't do any of those things before I mean he's just living a better life I love it oh man I'm sure we could go on about oh, all yes. of these cases all day long Dr. All day Hart, long. but we have we've taken up so much of your time oh no worries um thank you so much for sharing all of this with us um it's just it's just so, so amazing. I'm just you like, are so welcome. You are so welcome. Get over it. <laughs> I feel like we're going to have to do like an extended episode Part at some two, point. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't even gotten to the babies yet. Oh we'll, my gosh. We'll save that for another time. Yes. I would love that. Well, I mean, so much like it's on your website, like you said, um, and in your practice and, um, you know, they can find you toshiheartdds.com, which we'll put links, everything in the bio, we'll link the videos too. Um, but yeah. And of course you guys can find us the Munch Bunch podcast, Kimmy at Mouth Muscle Memory. You can find me at Northwest Myofunctional Therapy or NWMFT. Um, and uh, yeah, just thank you so much for taking the time to share all this with us. It was so good. Absolutely. Absolutely. My We're, pleasure. We love a good before and after. Oh, we love a good before <laughs> yeah. and after. And it's also so beautiful to see, you know, the kids changing because some parents are like, I don't know if I want to spend, you know, 2000 or 4000 on this appliance. I don't even know if they're going to use it or what if I end up having to do braces later. But I love what you said in the beginning, like, why not give it a shot? Because a lot of their growth is going to be done by four years old and then definitely by 12. Yes. So it's the perfect time to do it early and just give them a chance. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So. All right. Well, All right. Thank you everyone so much. We'll see you guys you. next time on the Munch Bunch.
Thanks. Take care. Thank you.